When you start your business, no one ever prepares you for what's in store. So finding someone else who just gets it is sometimes the thing that can keep you pushing toward that big business goal. We're turning our Zoom coffee chats into a weekly unfiltered podcast for online business owners. They were so good, we always wanted to record them and repurpose them for content anyways. And that's on being a social media manager. I'm Jessica Sheehy. And I'm Madeline Dygan. And this is Hashtag Managed. Hey everyone, welcome back to Hashtag Managed. If you're noticing a lot of changes on your podcast player, don't worry, it is not a glitch because we all know those glitches happen on social media, but we're kicking off a new year with a new co-host. And if you missed our trailer episode last week, it'll live at the trailer at the very top of your podcast player. But I really recommend you go and listen to it and get a little bit of a glimpse into what we have in stores. So, Madeline, welcome to officially, I guess, Hashtag Manage. We're kicking off with our first ever episode, and I'm super excited. I know you're excited, and yeah, just, I know I said it in the trailer, but thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Seriously, um, it's unreal to me that this is happening. I mean, the fact that I was a guest on the podcast last year and now I'm the co-host, it is a full circle moment for me. And I'm just so excited to connect with you, the listener. Um, I, yeah, I so many good things are going to come to us in 2024. So I'm excited. I'm excited to finally get our Zoom calls out into the world. Yeah, absolutely. And full disclosure, guys, we have been prepping for this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And even on our preparation calls and planning and prep meetings, we're like, why aren't we recording these? These are awesome episodes for the podcast. So I promise we have a lot of things in store. And For me, the podcast was such a scary and big endeavor to launch when we launched well over a year ago, and I talk a little bit about that in the trailer, and one major thing that I was feeling was just a real revive of the podcast, and I... (laughs) You know, I don't want to toot our own horn because we're we're recording the first episode, but I feel like we're already off to a really strong start. And I'm really excited to introduce to all of you three segments that we're going to do pretty regular here on Hashtag Manage, whether it's just Madeline and myself recording, whether we're bringing on a guest, hint, we really talk about some fun guests that we want to call into the show in the trailer. So another shameless plug to go listen to that. But (laughs) our first segment that we're doing on the show, we're calling it Water Cooler. And you're probably thinking, okay, we all work remote. We all have the laptop lifestyle as an online business owner. Maybe you're a corporate girly who's working remote, whether you're a new social media manager. We want to highlight social media manager confessions. And I know I'm definitely speaking for myself, but I'm also going to pop in some confessions throughout the year as well, just because it feels so good to have it be anonymous in the world of social media, which is not anonymous as we know. So we're going to start by pulling a lot of the confessions from our Facebook community. If you're not in that 
you can go to Facebook, search hashtag Manage Collective. It's 100% free to join. We would love to have you in there. We are full of social media managers who are freelancers, online business owners, agency owners, and also social media managers in the corporate realm as well. So I feel like it's a really open space and we really welcome everyone with open arms and we have strong rules that we stick to that as well. So the first, I feel like we need like a drum roll, Madeline. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to insert that here. Maybe we can do that in editing the show. But our first water cooler segment, I'm really excited to highlight this one. So this was submitted, again, anonymously in our Facebook group. Feel free to submit them anonymously to us inside the Facebook group as well. If there's something you're just dying to get off your chest, we would love to read it here and obviously to discuss it with each other. So... I feel like it's only fitting that this Facebook post started with, I just want to vent it out because that's what we all want to do. So they said, my client just opened her business two weeks ago. I managed to give her 80 organic followers who are 99% potential clients, all locals. She keeps telling me she wants her content to be with emotions. I gave her several options. I just post anyway. I don't want to delay just because she doesn't understand. Today, she shared with me an Instagram page with 300,000 followers. She said she wants her page to be like that. Of course she does. She said someone from Instagram, Facebook told her that the business is getting good sales. So she's sure that their Instagram is doing great. I doubt it. (laughs) Their 300,000 followers page has an average of 1,000 views, even on Reels and an average of 100 likes per post. Some are even less than 100. I told her, don't get blinded by followers. They probably bought followers, and their content has engagement based on likes versus views versus followers. Also, that brand has been in the market for years now, and they have a website, e-commerce, Amazon, YouTube, Facebook, and other marketplaces as well. I asked to have a meeting and she's not responding. I hate to continue if she's not properly informed of my strategy. I told her we're in awareness phase and we need to inform the target market about her services. By the way, it's a pet grooming salon. (laughs) She doesn't want to focus on grooming content. Oh, God. I feel like there's been so many places that I've just been wanting to stop, but I've got to keep going. (laughs) We have... Mm -hmm. One more section here before I pass it over to you, Madeline. People don't know yet that her salon exists. I need to make them aware. She wants her content to be about, I don't know, how to take care of pets. Her target market will look up for words grooming, salon, groomers, when they want grooming for their pets. They won't type in how to take care of your pets if they want to hire a grooming salon. I told her we can do that content when we are established in the market. And if the page is for consistency only, but for now, I need to make sure that the page sells her services. It's frustrating. Seriously. Okay, Madeline, I know we talked about a lot in that, but I would love to hear what are some of your initial thoughts from reading this event? I wish I knew how long this social media manager has been in business because I, I've been in business for five years, but I've been helping small businesses with social media since 2013. So that's, do the math, I can't do it right now. 
Like, you get the point. You get the point. Um, and I, the reason why I'm saying that is because I wish I could say that after seven plus years of doing this, that it gets better or that you don't have clients like this, but you do. And it's just, uh, it's so disheartening too sometimes because you are the expert. Like what she said about the SEO, um, like the grooming, like it's a grooming company. No duh. Like you, <laughs> and she said it perfectly too, where she told the client, you know, th- th- with the emotion, with all that, that you can do that later, which is absolutely correct. And it's, it is frustrating because I don't know about you, Jessica, but for me, even now, like sometimes when you get clients like that, you do kind of question yourself. You're like, do I? Do I? Am I right? No, I am right. Like, I am right. But they, they make you doubt yourself a little bit. And that's where I get frustrated even in my own world. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been in the industry pretty much around the same exact time as Madeline. So I feel like we can really share in social media is not <laughs> what it was by any means no. in 2015 in 2014. And there were a lot of different things in this instance. And the one thing that I want to really talk about with this in my own experience is sometimes with clients that aren't the best fit for us, when it rains, it downpours and we don't have an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this client is not happy with 80 people who are local I don't know because I'm not in the dog grooming business, but I would question if she even has 80 spots in her calendar in one week for appointments. And that, I think, is something that is one thing that I think as social media managers, and you'll learn this as you evolve, and it's a really fine line where we have to educate our clients on organic social media because even though it is one of the most accessible marketing channels for our clients and there's so many you know gurus and experts and tiktokers and instagrammers out there talking about how to use these platforms for your business they still don't know so one thing that i would just ask this client if they were not happy with the results i would ask them hey what would happen if we got these 80 people on your books in the next month? And I guarantee that would probably overwhelm the client. That is a conversation I actually have with clients or that I have with clients when they tell me, oh, I want to go viral. And again, like uh, clients now know, cause I feel like I've put it out on my own social media, like where I like joke with people where I'm like, don't even ask me that because like, here's why, here's why you shouldn't ask me that because Whenever I onboard a new client, though, and let's say they that's one of the goals they tell me, uh, exactly what you said, Jessica, do you, like, are you prepared? Like, do you have enough products? Like, let's say it's a product, you know, e-commerce, whatever. And uh, this actually happened to me. I had a client who has gone viral on TikTok multiple times, and he sold out of his product. And, you know, where it's like, that was awesome, but it, it then creates that panic. So like put it, putting it into that perspective for clients, sometimes I do. I think it clicks. Then they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. I recently saw this on a TikTok and it's probably somewhere saved in all of the content that we save, but let's be real. It would take me <laughs> hours to find that. So I can't remember the creator off the top of my head, but if I can find it, we will definitely share it over on our podcast Instagram because I want to give them credit where credit is due. But I recently saw someone share that, you know, when it comes to sharing our value or sharing our worth as a social media manager or showing the return on the investment in hiring us, however you want to call it, it all comes down to the idea that we are an expert. And I would love to hear your opinion on this, Madeline, but to me, whether you are like Madeline and myself, we're, you know, we're veterans in the social media space. We've been in business for a long time. We've unfortunately seen a lot of things, or maybe you're six months into business. You are an expert compared to your clients at the end of the day. I don't care how long they've been in business, especially if they own a dog grooming business or not just this client in particular, but any business in general, their expertise is in what they do and what they sell. So combating, and I think it's combating when clients say, you know, well, I want to post this. We should do this. We should do that. The first thing is, well, you hired me. And the second thing, and this is what this creator shared, where, you know, if you're in, say, for example, you're in legal trouble, you need to consult an attorney for whatever it is. They tell you what the strategy is for whatever legal case you bring to them. You're not going to say, well, that's great. But here's what we should do instead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You would never say that to someone along those lines. Now, okay, there are instances where maybe some people will say that to an attorney or maybe a doctor will say, here's your regimen. And you're like, no, I want to do X, Y, Z. I'm sure those people are out there. Of course, those (laughs) people are out there. But it goes along the same lines of there is no difference in them being an expert in that legal field than you being an expert in social media. And a lot of times it's just having the conversation of no, but this is what we're going to post because X, Y, Z. And so a lot of times it really just kind of goes back to that education around, okay, if you bring in these 80 followers who are really great fits for clients, they all book their dog grooming appointments. Even better if you provide a great service and they keep rebooking every single month, but also with having them you know, seeing the best content that you think. So kind of along the lines of, okay, the best grooming styles, how often should you groom your dog? You know, any of those things, just kind of bringing it back to you being the expert. You just said that perfectly. Um, I have nothing to add because that was just, (laughs) that was beautiful. (laughs) Wow. I can't believe I, (laughs) speechless moments. (laughs) So I, I love that. But no, I think that is something that We all deal with that, like Madeline said, at different levels, and I can feel just the emotion of that post. I know I've certainly been there in my business, so thank you to whoever beautifully anonymously (laughs) submitted that to our water cooler segment, and please feel free to post in the hashtag Manage Collective if you have anything else that you want us to share anonymously during this segment, and we will definitely give our best advice of what we think you should do moving forward. So 
Our second segment, because as I hinted, we have three new segments that we'll do every single week on the podcast. Our second segment, we're calling Show Me the Numbers. Again, and there I, needs ooh, to be there needs to be a sound. Boop, yeah. boop. A really big sound like you know give me like 70s like game show vibes <laughs> or probably that sh- I feel like we're giving show me the money vibes but that's okay we're calling it numbers <laughs> money we're using that super interchangeably um so I'm gonna segue back to I was talking about joining uh, the hashtag manage collective which is our free Facebook community for social media managers freelancers in whatever realm you are in in the industry and I wanted to share a win that we had over the past year, 2023, in terms of growth of the Facebook group. We ended 2023 at just shy by 10 members of 18,000 inside the Facebook group, but we saw a growth of 11,000 members, 11,233 to be exact. And that number is, the best way I can describe it is insane because I feel like every conversation I have with a new client or a potential new client is Facebook is dead. And I don't think Facebook Mm. is dead. No, 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 no. That's clearly a testament to it. I have that same, like clients have asked me if Facebook is dead. And when I tell them no, and if they want to have a strategy, I'm like Facebook group, Facebook Mm -hmm. group. Yeah. All about community. And that has been the biggest thing. And One of the things, and so this Facebook group has been around since the very end of 2019, and I can certainly dig back in our insights and come back and bring this on another Show Me the Numbers segment that we do here on the podcast, but it took about, what is that, about four years to grow to 18,000 because we're at 18,000 members as of right now, first week of 2024. So we'll be happy to report back at the end of 2024 how much that has grown. But the Facebook community has grown so much. Now, the other part to that, that is amazing, amazing growth. But it's growth for only one side of the business of social savvy, which if you're unfamiliar, social savvy is the social media marketing company that I started in 2018, and the biggest piece of that is social media management. So if you can guess it, we grew a group of social media managers. I feel like I'm biased when saying that it's a pretty great community of social media managers. I know I've been in a lot of other online digital marketing communities in the past, and they're no longer open. I think because they get so caught up in just growth and selling to them and just so much that the community aspect is there in kind of like a false pretense. Whereas like we really leaned into the community aspect of it. And so we saw really awesome growth there. Now, Facebook groups are not where we generate leads for management clients, which is where we bring money into the business. And the way that we do that is Instagram. And if I'm being 100% open with you guys, I am so shocked that Instagram is still our number one source of leads in the business because it is the platform that we grew the least on. Like we grew more on our Facebook page and our LinkedIn page than on Instagram in 2023, which I'll have to say Instagram is my favorite social media platform and it's the platform that we grew the least on. So I don't know if you guys can sense that in my voice, but there is a lot of imposter syndrome coming out 
of that. And I know we all feel imposter syndrome at different areas and different, you know, seasons of business. But for me to have that the main source of leads coming into the business, and that's where we're just not growing at all, like it's really stagnant. It might actually be at a slight decline. Um, But it's really just really full circle to think that, you know, you can still be doing really well on a platform without having like crazy growth. Yeah. And I, I told you this before we even started recording this episode too, where it's just, Jessica and I both started our business in 2018 and have been online besties since then. And like for me as like the online bestie, it's like, yeah, girl, go like, so when I saw her hit 10K, I was just like, yeah, like, heck yeah. I've been, again, Jessica and I have been, been in business the same time. I'm still sitting, I haven't even reached 5K on Instagram. And there are days where, you know, that does get to me, but also at the same time, it doesn't because I'm just like, you have to remind yourself like slow growth is still growth. And the other thing is you got, you got to celebrate you have to got to what am i saying you have to celebrate those you know the facebook um cuz that that growth is huge and instagram too i know we're going to get into it here later where just the algorithm too and i don't want to be that i'm not trying to be that social media manager who is blaming the algorithm like i'm not but there's just so many factors into it and yeah, I think us as social media managers, like we we even I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have to remind myself or tell myself, do as I say, not as I do, and also like listen to. My, I have to take my own advice, you know, where it's like I'm telling clients this, but I'm so hard on myself, and so for me, you know, I don't have any numbers to me like that are worth sharing for the show me the number segment right now because last year so just a little bit I'm not trying to go into my life story I know we'll have an episode for that but I chose to like I went back to a nine-to-five in 2022 and so I put my business on pause and then I came back in 2023 but I also am current like I was started nannying and that so it's just entrepreneurship social media your social media management business social media marketing business it maybe this might be a sign if you're feeling burnt out or just like overwhelmed and scared just know that it's okay like that's the one piece of advice I wish I could have been given because that year that I went back to a nine to five the number of times like I just the constant, the constant voice in my head was like, you are a failure. You suck. Obviously, we we all like that's not true. But you know, it's just like that imposter syndrome was so strong. And so again, I'm here. I'm your new online bestie to tell you like, no, girl. Or guys, like I hope we have some some male demographic in here too. But you aren't alone. You aren't alone. And just even the seasoned veterans, like this year though, I like it's time to step it up. I feel like Kim, I think it was Kim Kardashian who's like, it's time to step it up. Like I like this is a voice inside my head where it's like, we are stepping it up, Madeline. Like, let's go. So mm-hmm. just I applaud you. I that Facebook group, and my hope is that 
you know, this time next year, it's even like by this, this podcast, like it, it grows even more, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I also want to say that 2023 was the year that the growth on Instagram was stagnant. The leads were still coming in, which yeah. at the end of the day is what matters the most, right? And it was also the year that I muted a ton of accounts on Instagram. Mm. Like I said, it's my favorite platform to consume content. But if everything I'm consuming is how I grew my business or my Instagram by 350%, when there's no disclaimer that the business was started nine months prior, amazing growth. And I am mm-hmm. all for supporting anyone in business and have always been. But when I'm sitting there like, man, why am I getting that weekly insights report sent automatically from later? And it's negative this, negative this, negative that. And here I am seeing all of these other things stack on. I also want to say too, and I feel like I'm really taking over this show me the numbers segment. But I think one thing that Madeline and I both agree on is we really want full transparency from both of us on the podcast. And that's something that I really wanted to start as a core pillar when I launched Hashtag Managed back in 2021. And it was so hard to do by myself talking to my microphone in my little home office. So it was really hard to. So I know now we're really going to uncover. And here it is already uncovering. And Madeline's like, wait, what are you what are you about to say? But the one thing that I think really plays into um you know, plays into this as well. And I'm so happy because I just looked at my final like 2023 business numbers. In 2023, I spent $0 on paid advertising. Same. mm -hmm. Across the board, across every platform. And not that that should be like a badge of honor or anything by any means, because paid ads certainly have their place. But in years past, I saw much better growth on different areas, on different platforms, but there was always advertising happening in the back end. So for me to really see like a crystal, I feel like I have a really crystal clear ball of like the current, I guess, health of the business with having $0 in ad spend. So I always, I just wanted to disclose that too, because I feel like that really plays a big role into the results that I saw. And I think it also plays into all of that content that I had to mute at the same time because that was never disclosed either. I think that's also like I've done some ads in the past, but, and what's funny is I was an advertising major. I think you were too, Jessica, I forget. But so like, I obviously like, I love ads, like, but that's definitely not something I, I specialize in organic marketing and obviously there are listeners like you may specialize in paid and I applaud you all because like that takes a special person like oh my like I'm like you all are like miracle workers they're my heroes literally same no but same but same so but where I'm circling back to that though is that's something I I think I'll do at personally this this is honestly a personal goal of mine like I want to get to 10,000 followers on Instagram ew cringe but like I want to do it organically like I think that's why like honestly and I think once I hit that number 
that's when I think I'm going to step up the ads. But to basically be able to say like, oh, if we're going to be one of those people who are like, oh, I grew to 10K followers, like I'm going to be able to have that badge of honor. It's like I did this organically, you know? Yes. Yes. 100%. I love that. I love that. And 2024 is the year that at the buzzing blonde is hitting 10k yeah 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 follow follow me guys love you (laughs) i love that okay so let's talk about something else that has really been blowing up so i'm segueing into our third last but not least segment because we have a whole show ahead after the segments by the way so stick around for that we're going to dive into our 2024 trends and predictions. So you don't want to miss those. But our third segment is called On My Feed. And we're leaving this open to really just anything that is taking over our social media feed. And I'm pretty sure this has just only happened in the past like four days. But can we talk about the sudden craze of the Valentine's Day Stanley Cups at Target? Because I feel like I have to do a Target run later today, and I'm a, I'm scared that I'm going to be trampled for these Stanley Cups, which are probably not even going to be on the shelves. But the hold that the Stanley Company has on millennial women, I don't know if it's Gen Z too, but I know it's for sure millennial. Oh, it, no, it's for sure it Gen Z, and it's also the alpha because – Okay. Because No, like seriously, the amount of videos I've seen from like eight-year-olds – in literal tears, sobbing that they got a Stanley Cup for Christmas or for a birthday party. I'm like, girl, like, first of all, I am a water bottle hoarder. Like, I-, I love a good water bottle. I really do. So I get it. Like, to, as I'm watching these, like, these eight-year-olds sob, I'm like, I get it, girl. But also, like, really? Um, but no, I, I, again, I need to find the video that I saved like you were talking about like in my thousands of I it would be impossible for me to find but there was one TikTok I think uh, I think it was on TikTok where I found it or where they were talking about it but they talked about the rise of Stanley was honestly because of influencers like that like Stanley has been around for so many years and it took them their marketing person so um if you market for Stanley Cup like if you want to be on our get like I guess like hit a girl up mm-hmm. at hashtag managed on Instagram <laughs> but it was due to the influencers so yeah Wow, that's interesting. And I was reading this morning as well because, of course, we have to do our research now that we're esteemed <laughs> podcasters. So right. I didn't realize how long the Stanley Company has been around and that the first ever Stanleys were used by pilots in World War II. So yes, I love the evolution of the Stanley product. <laughs> and I feel like that has to be so interesting. Like what's happening at Stanley HQ right now and in, in that <laughs> office? I just – I need a behind the scenes of – everything and I think Stanley has been you know they have they've had so many viral moments over yes. the course of the past six months I mean it's definitely longer than that for sure to Madeline's point around um you know influencers always having the Stanley cup and the get ready with me and the day in the life like it's always that like symbol that's there and so I think it's so interesting but a really good point that I want to talk about because I I think I have this conversation a lot with clients who think they don't have like a beautiful product or like a 
a beautiful service or something that's like perfect for social media. But look at the Stanley Cup. And I know right now the Valentine's Day cups are super cute, really bright colors and, you know, really perfect for Valentine's Day. And they have had other, you know, purples and pinks and all of that. But they also have other colors as well that go viral and people have. I remember I went on a trip with some friends last year on a ski trip and we're all in the car and we all have the off-white cream Stanley. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, which one is which right now? Because we have the same exact one. Um, So it's so funny, but I think there's something to be said about, this is really something I have to tease. We're going to talk about it in our 2024 predictions and a couple of different uh, predictions we're going to have. Because I think any brand can build a great buzz behind it if you just really tap into that emotion, like what your people want, you can tap into it. And we're talking about water bottles here. So you can, I think you can do this for any industry. Yes. And that was, I want to add on to that because a thought I had just now is too, is I also want to talk about how they did this collaboration with Target. And how, you know, you may be a small, but like, let's say you have a small business client, okay? Like, you are going to see so many brand collaborations this year. Again, like in the trailer, we talk about Barbie. But again, I think that just kind of set the tone where it's like, I don't care how small, like, I wish local businesses would tap into this more. And like, again, where it's like that influence, like you are thinking big and want to collaborate with these big influencers, which, okay, cool, cool, cool. But like, no, like the power of local and your small community and like a small brands, local brands where it's like, why can't, let's say you're a local water bottle, like collaborate with uh, this is a poor, poor example, but but let's tie it into Valentine's Day, where it's like your floral company, you know, where it's like again, why am I saying water ball? But you know, like put a floral. It's ring the Stanley in. effect. Yes, like where it's like put some florals in your Stanley cup, you know, where it's just like, yeah, like I just think it was a beautiful. It's a beautiful collaboration too, you know, and like it's fitting because Target is red, where it's like in my again, I would love Target. Target, you know, if you're on the Target marketing team, again, hit us up at hashtag managed um, on Instagram. <laughs> we love you. But, you know, because, yeah. again, I would love to be in these type of meetings where I'm like, what, like, God, I would love to be in these meetings. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, yeah, I agree on that. So, okay, let's dive right into, I feel like we're both so eager to talk about 2024 trends and predictions because, there's some really good things happening. So I don't know if this was just, this is not how we planned it, but we have four big ones for 2024. So I feel like that's a really lucky number to just kick mm-hmm. off this episode. So I want to talk about the first one. And I think all of these really complement each other really beautifully. And I think also they're really simple too. So we'll we'll dive in, into all four of them. But the first one that I prepared to just kind of share about and talk about on this week's episode is for me, I think the hottest metric for us to track as a social media manager and even if you are the marketer, the social media strategist for your side hustle, for a business that you run, I think the hottest metric for you to track and measure is going to be conversations. 
in DMs with your target audience. So whether you work with clients, you know, whether you work with customers, whoever that audience is, conversations are going to be where it's at. And one question that I get asked all the time is how do I share like my return on investment as a social media manager when sometimes sales just can't be directly correlated to what we post on an Instagram reel. They can't be directly correlated to, you know, Instagram stories that we put up for five days straight. We might be able to tie it to them, but we don't know if there's other things happening. You know, there's so many external factors, but we can measure conversations happening in the DMs. And that's going to be a really big part of any great organic social media strategy. No matter how many followers we all have as social media managers or our clients have, but the conversion of who sees your content to who is DMing you. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm going into the second, our second trend prediction. I'm predicting that there's going to be a new era of influencing or rather de-influencing. And we're all, you guys, again, listening, probably know what I mean by this, where we're all, we're burnt out on the whole get ready with me, even videos. And so something that I keep seeing too is you'll see a lot more, a lot more product placement. So the influencers will, you know, be getting ready, but instead of being like this Dior lip oil gloss, you know, they're, they're going to be talking, they're going to be telling you a story and you're going to be wondering what products they use. And again, I think that kind of ties into conversations. Like they want you to ask, like they're wanting conversations with you. Um, Also something else that I thought about, and I, I can't remember the beauty editor I follow. I'll look it up and we can share that on, um, the Instagram as well, but she mentioned um, beauty editors in general are kind of who are known for the de-influencing because if you think about it, they're the ones who like did the negative reviews. Like they're not the ones who are just like positive, positive, positive. They're going to give it to you straight. And so one question I'm, I'm kind of, I keep asking myself is, are negative reviews going to become more popular, you know, where, um, cause I feel like I don't see a lot of those and maybe you guys do. And if you guys do have a TikToker, TikToker that you follow that you like, be sure to share those, those follow or share their accounts with us. Cause I'd love to, you know, see them. Um, but yeah, and that could also be, maybe that's an idea for you guys. And again, that's not like, that sounds so bad, but it's, it's true. Like I, I even think about some of the, some products that I use that I'm like, this is garbage, but I, I have it because like we get, you know, you don't want to be that troll. Like, and it's not to say you're a troll per se, but you know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it then goes to your branding yourself and you know, just how you want to be portrayed. So mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I think, so my second trend that I'm bringing, so our third total trend, I think really plays into the whole new era of influencing where personal brands are taking over. I mean, 
influencers are personal brands, but they're curated. Influencers as we know it are curated. And I think they all, they don't start that way, but they certainly get to that point. And then that is what they're known for, right? But I think personal brands are not new. We all have a personal brand, whether we want one or not. So that's such a huge thing. And internally, in my own mind, that's been something that I've been battling with. I don't want my identity to be at Social Savvy HQ. I want my identity to be Jessica from Social Savvy HQ, right? So, And obviously co-host of Hashtag Managed. So I am leaning into my personal brand in 2024 because it's going to help me bring like full circle content I want to talk about. It's going to help me connect the podcast with the work that I'm doing with clients, but it's also going to help me just shine in the way that is myself. And I think we all have those unique things that we bring. So whether that is de-influencing a product that everyone had in their Christmas haul, or, (laughs) you know, whether that's, you know, hey, if you're a hydro flask girly, like, there is a huge market for that. So, yeah. you know, there are so many different places that we can lean into. And to Madeline's point around get get ready with me's sort of losing their luster where it's, you know, when I think about get ready with me's, they're all being done in the same way. And I know yeah. for a fact that is not how I get ready. Like, so if I create something that's super forced, that's not leaning into my personal brand. So I think that's something that, you know, we should really consider as social media managers. We have our own personal brand. Clients are going to hire us. Lean into that. Lean into what you love, the passions you love. I love having conversations with clients around things that I like. I don't always have to talk business or talk social media, but let's talk about like this new product or let's talk about like this mocktail recipe or just something super like random. Like, you know, let's actually have human connection, which I think is the whole point of, you know, really leaning into personal brands in 2024. Yes. And I want to share this quick story too. I already shared it with you, Jessica, but I think you listeners might find this funny. Yeah. Like, because I feel like every social media manager can relate to this. So over Christmas, I ordered my husband and I sheets from Anthropology. They were on sale because like, you know, it's time to be an adult. But so I get home, they're here today. And I'm so excited. I rip them out of the out of the packaging, put them on the bed. The second I like finish putting on the bed, pure regret. Because why? I'm sure you all know. Did I unbox it? No. No, I did not. And I'm just like, but I decided I was like, I'm going to still share this moment over on Instagram and like because I know that's going to be relatable to again social media managers and I think with the personal branding too is because I'm very much like Jessica this year I want to yes I'm the buzzing blonde like I I am there's just a one-man show over here right now but up until now I've seriously have just identified as the buzzing blonde and like that's not healthy like it's not healthy and so this year you know we're just like sharing that 
you know, I have more than one audience. I think that's where what I'm going getting at. It's just like I have my clients. I now have like more social media managers, but then yeah, I have uh, I'm a Swifty. I talked about that in the trailer, which like, you know, where hopefully too, you know, if there's Swifty listeners as well, where it's like there's just so many topics. And that's also why I kind of love TikTok so much too is like because you can do all these series. And that's not to say you can't do that on Instagram as well. But like we all know that that is where it is thriving is like you create these segments, these short series. And that's honestly the series is like how you grow your following. But like by niching, like that is how you're going to grow and just like collaboration too. But that's for another day, another time. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And when Madeline shared that with me before we hit record today, I told her full transparency because at Social Savvy, we're doing a full content day tomorrow to capture hopefully enough content for Q1 of 2024, (laughs) which I think we'll be able to do. We're also shooting for a couple of our product clients as well. And my last little errand to do before the content day is to do a target run. So I am probably going to forget to hit record. I've talked about it so many times. So (laughs) Now you can't. I feel like now I can't. I'll probably remember when I'm at self-checkout. So maybe I can just (laughs) do it there. Um, But no, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we always, as social media managers, who were in the moment and thinking of all of the different things that we need to do, we forget those key things. But if we're talking to a client and we know they're going to do a content day tomorrow and we know they're going to target, we're like, hey, these are exactly the six video clips. Here's exactly how to film them. Like we know (laughs) we need to do with that. So no, that's one thing that just really ties into, you know, personal branding. And I think there are so many unique ways that we can have a personal brand. And the thing that I like to think about when, especially if I'm talking to clients or just honestly thinking about like what my personal brand is, which is still a work in progress, but I like to think about what do I want to be known for and the way that I share it with clients because I feel like sometimes clients remember if I say something kind of cutesy, I say, what, what do you want to stick? So what's your sticky thing is what I always ask them. And it's always takes a little bit to kind of unravel and find it but when you find it it's very dramatic and it's like gold light comes shooting up and it's like that's amazing that's the one thing that you're known for so a great example of this is one of our clients is a travel creator vlogger monetizes all the travel that she does but she was so stuck with picking her niche as a travel content creator. She's like, well, I'm not a budget travel. I'm not luxury travel because I'll do both. She's visited so many different countries. She travels in so many different ways. She does majority solo travel, but it's not her main thing and what she wants to be known for. But as we're really, really uncovering it, she has kind of like a few steps when every place she goes to, even though it's a different place, different culture, different food, you know, different luxury or, you know, backpacking, however she's getting there, she always has a few things that she leans into. And so what I don't want to spend too long on the story, but one thing that's really unique for her is she's a big foodie. So she will always go to a Michelin star restaurant. Whether she oh, goes and goals. makes a reservation oh gosh, for one. Goals. And I so love that. As soon as she said it, and she just like brushed it under the rug, I'm like, wait, 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 let's pull that out. I'm like, that's your thing. That's your sticky thing because it's what you love. It's what you do every single time. And it's super unique. So 
you might not be going to Michelin star restaurants. I mean, I would love to live vicariously (laughs) through you if you do, but you probably have something that is really consistent in that way. And consistency, I think, always wins the game with personal brands. Yes. And now I, I want to know what you, th- what you think yours, like the stick, whatever, however you just said that, what yours is going to be. Can you give us a glimpse? So I will give a few hints. Yes. Because Easter again, eggs. work in progress and a big yes. part of hopefully I can really unravel it for the world in tomorrow's content day. But Ooh. my, my favorite thing is kind of to this point of helping brands unravel that like special sauce that secret sauce that they have that makes them sticky so I'm working on a series that's around that it's not going to be like a sticky series which actually kind of sounds cool now that I say it out loud but (laughs) but it's going to be something along those lines because I feel like I'm really great at pulling things out of other people and I always will do that for clients. I'll do it on a consultation. I'll do it working with a management client. But even if someone is just asking me like, hey, what do I do? How do I do this? How do I become that Stanley brand that has people stampeding through Target for? That's going to be kind of my thing. So I know that's very vague, but TBD, it's coming. And no, I, I love that. Once it's out there, we'll definitely, we'll definitely share it on Instagram. Yes. Okay. And then... Let's bring it to uh, the final trend, um, which is I think that more and more people are going to start focusing on growing, or at least I hope to, but growing their email list rather than their Instagram following. And I honestly mean that too. I think that people this year, marketers this year, are going to focus on other followings other than just Instagram. Instagram is not dead, no, but like, I just, again, I think we're all realize, not, that sounds so bad, because like, we know, duh, we all realize like that an email list is important, but again, maybe you're like me, and just like, again, have mainly focused on Instagram, and didn't put as much effort into your email, or your Facebook, or your Pinterest, and now just to have fun with social media again, you know, like, I think we all like Jessica's even shaking her head where it's like, also side note, like YouTube, like again, like you, you'll be able to watch hashtag managed on YouTube, you can see our beautiful faces and our facial expressions. But yeah, like YouTube for me has always been one that I've wanted to grow and like this podcast, you know, where it's like, the qual like I'm laughing like if this one gets uploaded to YouTube I think it will I don't know but like the it's one of those like the first one's not gonna be the best and like but watch us watch us by the end of this year where it's like we're gonna have who knows a studio like who knows <laughs> putting it out there mm-hmm. but you know just that to in short let's let's all agree that we should just focus on email list too and if I don't know if we have an email list for the podcast but um yeah we don't yet yet yeah. it's coming because it's our 2024 prediction so we will definitely get on that <laughs> because we've got to we got to do what we say that you need to do and I think and Madeline let me know if you agree and you the what you described so beautifully around 
getting back to having fun and putting less pressure on being perfect and doing all of those things. I don't know about you, but I feel like that really sums up every single one of the four trends for 2024 that we talked about. Because we're having conversations with our people or our clients' people. It might not be the best conversation. I know that I've worked on client accounts where sometimes I found out that the owner has terrible customer service or they don't fulfill orders in time. And of course, that's a topic for another episode. We definitely don't have enough time to dive into that, but it's going to lean into the things that aren't super perfect. De-influencing. Influencing is perfect. De-influencing is imperfect. Personal brands, they don't have to be perfect. They're your first post or reel or whatever that looks like, you know, our first YouTube video, probably also our first email to our email list. It might not be what we do in the middle of the year and it might not be what we do at the very end of the year, but it'll really tie into just doing it and embracing that because one thing that I know Madeline and I both love is if you don't actually do it and put it out there, you're not going to get any data to know if it even works at all. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No, I think I think that's a perfect note to also end this this our first episode on. Like this has been amazing. Like I feel like there's so many other trends like that I've thought about and again, we can always share more and more trends on the Instagram, but the I I'm excited to see if these if these trends if our predictions come true. I have a feeling they will, but again, mm-hmm. that's kind of like as a social media manager, like we aren't we don't have a crystal ball for everything. You know, it's like we can't, but like at the same time we are the experts and because we watch, like we're it, that's part of our job is to watch and be trend predictors, you know, because again, we're consuming and I laugh because you know, a social media manager, marketer, like we for sure, like don't ask about, don't ask us about our screen time because like we, like those studies where it's like the average person's screen time is blah, blah, blah. Well, clearly social media managers were not involved in that because I can tell you it was a lot more. But the point being, because we are consuming all this, the information, we're digesting it, we're studying it honestly we're like we it's school because we all know that social media is constantly evolving and it is constantly changing I think that is definitely a part I don't know about you guys about for you Jessica where that stuff can get draining though because we like you're like next Monday what's his face will come out with they're like oh here's a new new feature for you and we're like Awesome. Now we can explain this to our clients. They're going to be like, what goes over mm-hmm. their head? But it's yeah. like, again, it's, it is addicting though. Like, ugh, that's, that's a poor word to use, I feel like, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. No, I agree. I think that, I think this is the best place to stop this first episode. Cause I know we've also thrown a lot of things with getting into the flow of how we'll do every single episode of hashtag manage every single week. And we also talked about four pretty big things that will happen for the year. So bear with us as we 
get through this imperfections of, you know, kind of getting everything rebranded on hashtag manage, getting on YouTube, you know, getting everything set up over on Instagram. But we have a lot of fun other content coming on Instagram. So be sure to follow us at hashtag manage because we'll be posting that soon. And who knows, we'll dive into some other trends that, you know, Madeline and I want to talk about. We'll also have conversations with you guys because we got to bring it back to number one to hear what you guys think will happen in 2024 because I think it'll be really fun to all of us come back a year later and really look at not only how far we've grown, but social media has grown and kind of go from there. Well, Madeline, I think this hour like flew by and it's probably going to be my favorite hour every single week that, save, that save. I work. So <laughs> I am just so excited that we're finally doing this thing and really getting it out there into the world. And just want to thank you again, Madeline, for saying yes to being on Hashtag Managed. And yeah, I'm pumped for everything we have in store this year. And Madeline and I will be recording and we'll do solos all January. So you guys will really get to know us and our dynamic, which I think will be really fun to kick off the year. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, hit that follow button. And if you really love us, be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening from. And if you want to be one of our online besties, you can shoot us a DM over at hashtag managed on Instagram and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Or, you know, you could also share all your deepest, darkest secrets kidding but we mean it when we say you can shoot us a dm we love building real authentic relationships with you 